Today, COVID-19 has proved to be a major disruption to global supply chains, with perhaps the human supply chain being most vulnerable. Engineering, production, and many other functional roles typically required to support plant operations now find themselves working from home and desperate to find ways to access advanced applications and other systems to continue to provide the expertise and guidance to keep manufacturing running safely and efficiently. I'm Peter Reynolds, Senior Analyst, and this is the Digital Transformation Viewpoints podcast brought to you by ARC Advisory Group. In each episode, we'll ask the big questions of how industry is adopting emerging technologies and practices for sustainable manufacturing from better operational and engineering processes to blockchain. Today, however, our focus is advanced analytics for your remote workforce during the coronavirus outbreak. Here with me today is Michael Rissi, Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer with Seek Corporation. Thank you for having me today, Peter. So, Michael, uh, thanks for being with me today. So, asset owners, they tell us uh, a lot. They have incredibly vast amounts of data collected and recorded and archived from various sources. Yet many still, they struggle to find meaning in the data and provide insights and decision-making within a reasonable amount of time. So, within the context of digital transformation, they're looking to extract value from data that they already collect. Why do you think this is the, the case today? Well, first of all, what I hear customers uh, refer to as drip, data-rich information poor. So those are those asset owners with all that collected data and recorded from sources that you mentioned, and they're struggling with getting the insights out. So they're drip, they're data-rich, information poor. And the key challenge here is that data generation is ahead of analytics innovation or has been ahead of analytics innovation, right? If you ask most engineers, what they use most of the time, they're using spreadsheets. It's 2020. Spreadsheets came out first in 1985, very popular yeah. in the 90s. That's 30 years ago. And yet, at the same time, you've got cheaper sensors, cheaper connectivity. You've got the cloud for storing it. You've got all this innovation on the data generation side. Right. And you don't have the equivalent innovation on the analytics and insight side. And that's setting up, or we already see it's a challenging situation, as you said, but that's a situation that's only going to get worse with more data and as, as more sensors come online. Right. Yeah. You know, I often hear that, that uh, described as inputs and outputs. So the, the sensor collection, whether it be from PLCs or, or uh, DCSs or SCADA systems, or even, you know, modern uh, IOT, uh, IOT collectors, you know, they're all inputs. And until you start uh, addressing it through analytics, it's, that's the, the uh, output side or the outcome side. So it brings me to another point. Uh, you know, it seems like, you know, many of the industries and, you know, let's take the energy and chemicals uh, industries and maybe add, you know, some of the hybrid industries like pulp and paper here. You know, it's, uh, you know, focusing on collect collections and gathering instrumentation data like pressure, flow level, temperature, maybe data quality or, or something like that. It seems like, you know, it, the focus has been on single variable, single variate approaches but now we, we hear more about the emergence of things like big data. And it seems data science has made an impact on industrial manufacturing through advanced analytics uh, software. And I know process engineers have always been good at analyzing this data and performing the basic statistical analysis. But it just seems like today it's much easier to connect. It's much easier to get data context and actionable insights quickly. So what do you think about this? Well, I think many customers would like it to be easier. Um, certainly that's our focus is Seek is a software application company and we make advanced analytics and that's absolutely our goal, which is to deal with uh, 
the, the reality of, of three requirements. The first reality is, as you mentioned, the big data and all the data, and it's already there. And that's not right. going to change. It's going to get worse. The second thing is that the engineers, the process engineers have expertise, education, experience. Those are the people who know what they're looking for. Those are the people right. who have the ability and the need to find the insights to improve the outcome. Any conversation that doesn't start with the process engineers or doesn't include the process engineers is a non-starter. We, you have to respect their position in the plant, their expertise, their abilities. And so that leads us from the data to the engineers to the third thing, which is something needs to change in the innovation space, the analytics applications that those engineers use. And I would, you know, differentiate or use an example, you know, as consumers, we're, right. we have incredible innovation we can tap. We can use Google, we can use uh, Uber, we can use Alexa, we can talk to our whatever, our phones, or we can talk to our refrigerators. There's all of this innovation that's been captured by the consumer world. What can we bring in that data science, big data, uh, innovation into the industrial world to then enable these engineers to find those insights in that data? So it's a three-part mm -hmm. story. The data, the engineers, they've got to be in the equation, and then better applications and application experiences to find the insights more quickly. So uh, it seems like cloud computing is playing a bigger role here in helping, helping companies develop uh, uh, analytics. And, you know, even thinking today, you know, we're in the, the middle of the COVID-19 uh, uh, crisis and the current pandemic. And, and companies that have invested in, in uh, cloud services uh, such as uh, email, let's take uh, Office 365 as, a, as an example, companies that were already, you know, cloud enabled with, uh, with their, their email, uh, they've packed up their, their resources, they, they, uh, they, they shut down badges to enter plants, only essential workers were entering facilities. And uh, just about every engineer on the planet, whether you're on a project team or you're on an operations team, they're all working from home. And, mm -hmm. and when I speak to, to companies that are that are using cloud services to support the, the this uh, at least their uh, collaboration tools, they seem to be you know not missing a beat, and they're still in even some cases uh, certain industries you know their business is up you know such as petrochemical and pulp and paper, and some industries are certainly seeing uh, some uh, wins from uh, what's going on. But what in terms of you know big data and analytics has is cloud uh, uh, changing this uh, discussion in any way? What do you think? Well, I agree with your uh, assessment on the cloud, you know, cloud arriving, cloud impact. But your example actually tells an interesting story, right? What were they? Whose side of the house is it when they're enabling remote employee access? That's the IT side of the house. The IT side of the house has been ahead so far in cloud adoptions. On the OT, on the manufacturing side of the house, what we see. We see a lot more cloud on roadmaps than we see in implementation. It is on every, most every customer's roadmap, but it is more likely to be a conversation or a roadmap item than, a, okay, we've already moved to the cloud. We've already got a data lake. We've already got these things in place. So again, I, you know, the consumers are ahead on the innovation side. Right. IT is ahead so far on the cloud side. Now that, that is changing. I'm into the roadmap. I certainly see a number of leading customers who are moving workloads to the cloud. Uh, and it's really both sides of the equation. One, it's the data. Right. Let's collect and assemble the data that we've got in these different plants. Let's do cross-company, uh, cross-plant comparisons, roll-ups, best practices. And then the second part is the data side. Let's take advantage of the elasticity, the rental model, and the time to insight enabled by a cloud 
analytics play. So you can get your analytics up and going tomorrow and have insights by the end of the week by connecting to the data, whether it's on-prem or in the cloud. So a couple different stories there, obviously. One is the manufacturing side of the house seems to be lagging the IT side of the house in that implementation. We do see obvious opportunities both on the on the data side and then on the analytics side to take advantage of cloud benefits uh, and, and drive better outcomes. So, you know, it's interesting. And, you know, I think about, uh, in, in a, it's not just email and, you know, we've uh, uh, seen cases where, uh, you know, core systems like SAP are moving to Amazon Web Services or, mm-hmm. or Azure just because it's either either more secure and it's elastic, it's portable, it's got a licensing model that that matches their uh, matches their their business needs. Be right, that's on the IT side of the house. But when you when you when you start thinking about manufacturing uh, technologies and data that resides in the plant, I, I think it's been a little lukewarm in, in mm-hmm. interest in in uh, using uh, cloud solutions for manufacturing. Is is COVID nineteen really the push that you think, or will it change customer buying perceptions? It's moving something, I will tell you that. The acceleration of discussions, right? It used to be, well, we can get to this and it's a plus or minus. And today it feels just like we're living in an extreme time. And whether it's oil and gas prices, which are extreme, or the working conditions where you've got people working from home, which is extreme, or you mentioned a couple of the industries where they're sales and offerings are up. Like if you're, imagine you're a toilet paper manufacturer right now, you're Mm -hmm. probably pulling out all the stops to make as much as as possible and recover from all the purchasing. So it's an extreme time and normal business practices are definitely being re-examined to adjust and accommodate the extreme time that we are in. And again, it could be oil prices, could be COVID, could be, you know, a spike in demand. It just feels like there's a lot of re-examining of how things are working and what people have been doing and the speed at which the cloud has been adopted uh, that is quickly changing uh, people's perceptions and people's actions. You know, I had a discussion with a, with an executive uh, recently, and this was in hybrid in, uh, industry. And uh, th- this is one of the companies that had uh, uh, migrated and uh, uh, brought some of their applications to the cloud. So the end- was that, was that on the IT side or the OT side? Uh, I, I guess this was, this would be probably both. Okay. Right. Yeah. So they, they, they've, they're, they're, they've got, uh, uh, plant applications in the cloud as well. But, okay. but the interesting thing is we started to talk about, uh, you know, a, a new way to work. And, and I think that there's, there's, um, a, a thought process that's taking place where, where there's a workforce in, tra- in transition. Uh, we don't know how long COVID-19 is going to go, uh, go on, you know, certainly, it could be for a long time, but what I think companies are are learning is they've they've moved their employees to home offices. They're they're using you know the the uh, the tools and they're and they're getting the job done, but they're also um, they're not burning uh, uh, fuel in their car. Mm-hmm. They're they're uh, there's a productivity in, improvement. So this you know might be you know something that's really uh, really positive you know going forward. But to move to this model, you know, a workforce in transition, uh, how are they, how are the organization is going to be challenged? Because, you know, after all, the engineers are not in the same place as the uh, IT shops, right? Mm-hmm. Say, you're, say you're an engineer, your email works, and, and, you, and you need access to, to manufacturing data. What are some of the challenges that the, uh, the engineers and, and your customers will face in getting access to data? And, and how do you think 
you can you you would be able to help them overcome those challenges. Well, what's interesting is you know, we we've been working on C for the last several years, and there was just um, an approach in the company, a strategy, a philosophy of both being agile and modern. And there were a number of people who don't like the modern world because you know everybody's always talking about being modern in the '50s, '60s, '70s, '80s, whatever. But right. Part of the modern piece was, look, this is going to be cloud ready. This is going to be remote ready. This is going to be virtual ready. And so a number of aspects of our product, whether they're web-based applications or whether there's real-time collaboration between two people in different places, something you might see in Google Docs as an example, or there's the ability to get to those underlying data sources in a secure way, you know, with IT support for access to the data, mm-hmm. uh, that most of the things we've been working on have a new set of urgency in this environment because if it's if it's seek is set up then it's going to handle those challenges out of the box it's set up to be remote it's set up to be virtual it's set up for browsers it's set up to access the data sources you need it's set up for things like virtual shift handovers i can create a document create as a report it's available to you and you know in a virtual model so whoever's coming in is or, or picking something up is going to be able to see exactly what uh, they need to because there's knowledge capture in there that again supports the idea that I don't see you, but I pass to you. And therefore what I did is more transparent to you and can be taken advantage of. So we've seen this and, and part of this and actually interesting. You talked about the, mm-hmm. the uh, organizational change. I mean, what about the workforce change? The model that we were designing for with these expectations it's certainly because we thought COVID was coming. We thought it was the millennials. We thought it was a new generation of employees that are going to like, look, this is how I work and where I'm going to work. And yes, it needs to be done securely. Yes, it, admin needs to be locked down. And yes, it needs to be appropriate. But there are a number of considerations for employee flexibility, employee distance, um, operating centers, for example, in major cities so it can look at you know, data and how things are going and, and conduct best practices, you know, on remote locations or share those with the remote locations or right. the, the, the dirty, distant and dangerous plants where yeah. a lot of these things happen. So it started, we wanted to be modern. We wanted to be millennial ready. And those challenges you described um, were, were, you know, both within our design principles. You know, and I guess that's, you, know, you bring up some good points. Uh, you know, we've always been collaborative, uh, engineers and operators and maintenance and supply chain people, they all work together and they're, they're all centered around either, you know, one facility and maybe a remote center of, of excellence, uh, or it could be at the plant. And, and I, and I think most of the collaboration, at least around the, you know, the real time decision-making, it still happens in a, in a plant today. You take a, you know, a central control room or an, or an operating center. Mm-hmm. So the engineers and the maintenance staff, they're just used to seeing, you know, the operator, you know, the, the operators in, in, the, in the charge of a production or a facility, and this could be a refinery or a chemical plant, or, uh, or it could be a facility that makes, uh, makes uh, beer. But that, that collaboration channel has completely changed. And now mm-hmm. engineers at home, maintenance person is at home, and, and, uh, and so are the, the other roles. So do you see the tools helping to bridge those, those uh, gaps in real time? Absolutely. And, you know, for a lot of that expertise, I mean, again, typically it's conducted on, on spreadsheets. It's funny, there was a, uh, the, the Journal of Petroleum Engineering just had a recent article, or a recent yeah. blurb about, I think it was the CIO or CIO from BP who said, you know, you have to hide spreadsheets. 
yeah. uh, from him because he's like, no more of that, right? All of that IP that's getting locked into that spreadsheet or held to that person because that's practically where a lot of things happen. Yeah. And now it can be transparent. And now I can explain or one person can explain to another what they did and why they did it. And now the underlying assumptions can be presented and captured, right, for use by other organizations. And all of this push, you know, remote transparency in a way also ties to technical transparency of the underlying data, analytics, assumptions, models. Uh, so it's a, it's, it's a physical change maybe from working remotely. What's more interesting is, is the IP change right. that's forcing the transparency of, okay, here's what people knew or people thought uh, that now needs to be expressed and, and reused. Interesting. Okay. So, Michael, we're coming to the close of the podcast mm -hmm. today. Do you have any last thoughts for the audience? Well, I guess one thing that we do here with respect to the cloud, and we talked about both the ingest side with data creation and the out the outgest side with analytics. And I guess I just encourage people to keep those two conversations separate, right? It Moving data should not be a prerequisite to analytics and insights. There may be great right. reasons to move into your data, consolidate your data, but analytics can start tomorrow with your data where it is and then support you as your data moves or if your data moves, whether it's to the cloud or to a central location. But there are immediate opportunities for analytics with your data where it is, in silos, historians, mm -hmm. wherever it is, that can really bring a, a new experience with the data where it is and then you can have your strategy for where the data will go but it's something you can start immediately and i think that surprises people because there's so much language around well if you want this new insight the first thing you need to do is something with the data and that's just not what we see in our successful customers your data is fine your analytics needs some help your engineers are right. wonderful they may be on-prem or working remotely um, and you've got too much data I mean, that's the summary so let's get started well thanks very much michael my pleasure, Peter. Thanks. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks to Michael Rissi, Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer with Seek Corporation. For more information and insights on this topic or to learn best practices to accelerate transformation, please visit the ARC Advisory Group website at www.arcweb.com. Please do subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a review. And in the meantime, from Peter Reynolds, thank you for listening and goodbye.